0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Ron Paul Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you this morning.
1: How are you this morning, Dr. Paul? Doing well. All right. Doing well, all right, all right, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk done. a little bit of
0: art. Yes, yeah, you know, I've talked a lot about the idea. This is this is a radical idea that when when you're in Congress, you're supposed to sort of tell the truth, you know, <laughs> because uh, you know they accuse people of lying and all yeah. these things, and this guy's probably going to get kicked out for lying. But uh, what about what about the people who take the oath of office? Yeah, uh, I, I guess that doesn't matter. But anyway, we want to talk to somebody who is the expert on lying, and will criticize people in public, yeah. that's Joe Wilson. He yeah. he became a hero for a long time, or at least several months. I don't know where he is now, because I'm trying to figure out what his politics is all <laughs> about. But he was in the news yesterday, and he's had, uh, he's been to uh, Ukraine a couple times. He's yeah. really into this foreign policy. And guess whose side he's on? <laughs> he's not on the side of the American taxpayer. No, he's no. not on the side of American national sovereignty. He's on the side, the, he just loved the idea that Zelensky came and t- talked at the uh, at the Congress. I, I, I guess it's okay but it doesn't excite me for some reason it annoys me more yeah. than I, I think it should because I guess it's because of what he's going to say. I guess if we had a really, really great libertarian allowed to come, <laughs> I might be a little bit easier on it. But no, I just generally think that the House floor is not the place foreign dignitaries come over. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, when they get that, they're in close with the military industrial oh, complex. Yeah. That yeah. means they were they were approved. They were approved anyway. That's what's happened. He uh, and, and Joe uh, uh, was very impressed with all that. He's been over there, and that's his position. And that money doesn't count as being spending because it's it's so important. But he really, really likes Zelensky. I mean, he thinks that he should be honored, right, in the Capitol. And I could think of a few Americans uh, should be honored instead of them rooting around on who they're going to get rid of. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. So they, they, he wants a bust in the Capitol on the House side of uh, Z- Zelensky. Wow. You know, that, this is putting him really on the pedestal. He compares him, and uh, even though we may have a complaint a little bit about the individual because he wasn't exactly a libertarian and that, and that is Churchill. Yeah. So, But anyway, symbolically, he's uh, been a great historic figure. So, uh, you know, Joe uh, Wilson said, this guy is equivalent to Churchill. He comparing him to Churchill, but that whole thing is a is a mess. It, it, bring, it invites talk about foreign policy. It invites and talking about honesty and straightforwardness. And but Joe got Joe covered over that uh, because he was liked by a lot of conservatives, and he came across very conservative. But uh, but him shouting out and. Telling Obama he lied, a lie, but that was probably the truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but anyway, there there's going to be a bust, uh, and uh, it's going to bust the budget. That's <laughs> that's for sure, and then we'll have to keep an eye on this. But I don't think that much good is going to come from this, other than it might, you know, raise a discussion. So fortunately, there's been some good answers coming. Uh, but I'm afraid the majority of the people are uh, budget busters as soon as it comes to spending for the military-industrial complex, which is, I think, from the very first day they got around to doing this budget work. It, it's the thing that I've been trying to get people uh, to alert to because uh, what they say and what they do and, you know, we all have praise and you bring it up when you find out, well, the American people are starting to turn against uh, Ukraine, yeah. our money over there. So. Th- th- this this is good uh, but uh, right now this isn't good yeah. but getting a bus for Zelensky uh, makes no sense at all
1: yeah and then the episode that you talk about that was back in September of 2009 I think it was a State of the Union address where Obama was talking about how illegals would not be uh, eligible for Obamacare and Joe Wilson said you lie out in public and I was just thinking about this it just goes to show how innocent those times were because we were genuinely shocked I mean everyone was genuinely shocked it broke the de- decorum of the house uh, it was really a big deal and now we're in the era where Pelosi is ripping up speeches and people are getting in fights uh, it really kinda makes you <laughs> long for the old days um, But Joe Wilson we can put on his picture now here is South Carolina he's been there for quite a long time he's not necessarily a nasty person in person, he gave a lot of goofy speeches, but I don't think he's an evil person. But I do think he's very susceptible to propaganda. Now, let's look at here. Here's the resolution that he introduced into the U.S. House of Representatives, and it's very short, so we can even take a look at it. If we look at that next uh, clip, if you can put that up, it's House Res H Res 10, uh, directing the Fine Arts Board to obtain a bust of the President of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, for display in the U.S. House of Representatives. Um, resolve that the house of representatives directs the fine arts board to obtain a bust uh for display in a suitable permanent location maybe next to george washington who knows i mean uh, or get rid of washington he's an old (laughs) dead white guy let's put up Zelensky in his place Uh, it's probably one of the most absurd things we've seen and it's funny because i don't want to steal your thunder but you mentioned how you thought it must have been something from the onion. <laughs> and here's an example of great minds thinking alike, because put on the next one, here's a tweet from Thomas Massey. He said, I wanted to believe this legislation was satire from the Babylon Bee, but it's not. <laughs> so he was thinking exactly what you thought. Thank you, FreedomWorks, for calling out this terrible idea. Well, someone else that we, that we follow that's very, very good on many things uh, is Tucker Carlson, of course, and he's probably the only person on TV worth watching, at least consistently. Uh, And he had a little commentary that I was going to play. I think it's about 30 seconds or so. You might want to listen in on this. Here's Tucker Carlson's reaction to the Joe Wilson suggestion that we need
2: a statue of Zelensky in Congress. So, members of Congress who are, again, decent people are now trying to spend your money on a monument to a foreign leader in the U.S. Capitol. That's insane. And of course, That foreign leader is President Zelensky of Ukraine, who is dictatorial. It's not even a democratic country. He banned opposition parties trying to ban an entire Christian denomination. The person leading this charge, we're sad to say, is a really nice guy, who's pretty conservative actually, Joe Wilson of South Carolina, Republican member. He's just sponsored legislation to display a bust of a foreign leader, Zelensky, in the Capitol building. The legislation he's putting forward would ensure that Zelensky's bust is on display, quote, in a suitable, permanent location in the House of Representatives wing. So we can worship him daily. This is crazy. Let's hope we pull.
1: So Carlson makes a good point, Dr. Paul, which is this is a person who shut down the opposition parties, completely shut him down, who shut down the media, the non-state media, and who shut down the church, and he's being hailed as a hero uh, to people like Joe Wilson.
0: At the same time, Joe points out, you know, what's been going on over there, and he wants to compare it to the American Revolution. You know, I don't like any uh, any violence, and I even read the people who say maybe we didn't have to have the revolution. Yeah. Maybe it could have been all philosophic. But anyway, he... It is respected and honored as as a uh, fantastic thing that happened where the colonists were able to take on the British. So that's the American Revolution, and that's the symbol that we have. So that's what he's comparing what's happening in with Zelensky and what's happening in Ukraine. This is just like the American Revolution. <laughs> this, is, this is fantastic. And you have already just pointed out, Well, I wonder if he would have uh, voted, I wonder if he'll vote for the Bill of Rights. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds to me like that isn't on the table so it's more likely that um, this is the further ignition of the uh, uh, of, of the Cold War. Yeah. And uh, the, the way the, the way they want to do this and keep this money going. And uh, when you talk about that money, it's it's uh, it's military industrial complex. But this is the symbolism, and this is the this is the politics of it all. And it's uh, looking for something worthwhile to say. At least it calls attention to it. Yeah. So when you you know and even I think you were polite to Joe and and, uh, and uh, uh, Tucker was uh, he's a decent guy yeah. and he comes across with a voting record that's decent, but it's it's also the one the biggest one of the biggest things that uh, we do and talk about uh, the the institute is to point this out yeah. you know who's telling the truth about national defense and we think we think the uh, national defense and non-interventionism is a big deal yeah. <laughs> and that's why we like to you know go with this and now that they're talking about it uh we'll have to wonder how is this going to go away in a week but the money isn't going to go away in a week And they might quit talking about it but we'll see what happens
1: and this brings up a real misconception I've talked about it before but there's a misconception among the American people that members of Congress Congress are better informed than the average person oh if I only had the access to the information you have well the fact is and I spent 12 years up on the hill with you Dr. Paul I would very very closely watch what staffers read and what members read. The fact of the matter is they're worse informed than the average American who's, who's remotely interested in things because all of their information is carefully crafted and given them. Their staffer will cut out just the articles that the staffer thinks are important and puts it in front of them. Invariably it'd be the Washington Post, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, what have you. And this is all they get, they're in a bubble. And I will guarantee you that Joe Wilson went to every single classified briefing on Ukraine. And you know this very well, you've said it out loud. Walter Jones, the late Walter Jones, has said it. Uh, John Duncan, both of whom were on our board, uh, they said it, that when they go to these classified briefings, it's just a dog and pony show. They, it's, it's just a pack of lies to get you to go along with what they say. So people think that members are well-informed, but in fact, they're among the least informed people in the United States. You
0: know, talking about Walter, uh, you, you know, he, um, he said that those briefings were really because he Walter was an honest person listening he says they didn't tell me the truth yeah and then he saw I'm gonna run this down and he started going around and quizzing he found out that they were lying to him at these briefings yep and uh, I, I think it's uh, it's 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 not a lack of information it's it's misinformation yeah. that they're doing they passed this out and the people are supposed to the same type of a of a uh, PR problem that we had with COVID. yeah it's it's a uh, who, who's who's speaking for the truth and uh, on the COVID and in a foreign policy that can be the same thing you have to be silenced we we in our history have silenced people and arrested people civil war period world war one period I'm sure it happened in world war two you can't you can't oppose it because then you're real uh, not, not patriotic and this sort of thing. So uh, that that is a problem, is getting the right information. And, of course, uh, I see ourselves as striving for that. Uh, can we keep up well enough to find the information and help people sort this out? And uh, that that is really what we want, is an honest discussion on this. To me, I was reading some, some of the th- things for today's party, and I thought you know, I have these readings and they come from different people and I thought I was getting the most accurate information from RT.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't that interesting? And, yeah, so,
0: uh, and, and that's a judgment on my part, but uh, I imagine uh, there's a few other people that when they hear this, but the trouble is, as you know, RT is not mainstream media, it's not social media.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, they've, they've silenced them. Well, this is a systemic issue and I don't want to harp on this too much, but the point is, Staffers who want to get ahead in the house will play ball with the permanent state. And the permanent state are the high ranking permanent staffers who've been there for decades. They have a lot of power. If you walk in there as a regular staffer and you've been sending your boss articles from antiwar.com and lewrockwell.com <laughs> and Mises and uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, like we gave you to give you the whole picture to make. Well, that doesn't go over well with the important, powerful people that actually run the House. In fact, there are people that have been running Ukraine in the House for decades and they still have control. So if you want to play ball, as you know, Dr. Paul, except for your office, staffers would come and go. And you come and you ratchet up because you start off very low and you keep doing this if you keep playing ball then you start making some money and then you become a lobbyist. If you don't play ball like we didn't play ball, well guess what, you don't go very far in the Washington establishment, that's a fact.
0: Yeah, and you know, but there are a few, and that's what we have to concentrate on. We are frequently mentioned, Thomas, Yeah, and of course, we, we recognize our friend, and sorry we don't have him with us, is uh, Walter. Oh, yeah. Because he was, he was one of the rare people that I ran into that was thoughtful. Yeah. He was thoughtful, and he was honest, and he changed <laughs> his mind. I can remember the light in his eyes oh, yeah. when, uh, when he didn't have to de- defend, uh, you know, the wars going on in the Middle East. But you know what was surprising is he was hesitant— for a while, because this truth was contradicting conventional wisdom, and he had a huge military base, yeah, yeah, and, and the, the conventional wisdom was, you, you can't do that, you yeah. can't do that. So uh, he, he was he was concerned about that, but you know what? It never hurt him politically, no, never no. hurt him once. And same way with uh, Jimmy Duncan. Yeah. Jimmy, when he voted against uh, going to war, uh, there were six of that did that and uh, he he was convinced that was it, my last. That was it. <laughs> yeah. and then, uh, a few years later he, he talked about it. he thought that was the most significant vote that uh, he ever had to cast
1: yeah I miss Walter I can hear his voice as we're talking about yeah. him I love that I loved his accent it was so <laughs> nice anyway let's go, go back to reality um, and I just want to put on one more clip before we move on Dr. Paul because you would ask, well You know what's in it for Wilson what's the big deal maybe he's ill-informed and we know he's ill-informed he's not a bad guy he's not evil but he's playing the game and here's this next one is from a piece in Breitbart that I think says a lot dr. Paul in what makes these people function and do what they do by people I mean members of Congress this is from Breitbart while Congress has authorized more than a hundred and ten billion dollars in American taxpayer money to be sent to Ukraine much of the funding is ending up in the hands of highly powerful and well-connected Defense Department contractors like Lockheed Martin, Boeing, Raytheon, General Dynamics, and Northrop Grumman, all of which are donors to Wilson. This is Wilson giving a little bit back to his donors, and this is the deep uh I would say corruption of the system in D.C.
0: You know, it's there's been an estimation made. You know, what is it? Uh, close to a trillion dollars, more than a trillion. Yeah. The, we put in there. It, it is estimated that probably with the minimum the uh, contractors have gotten is over two hundred billion dollars. I. I I just have trouble believing this. But, uh, it, you know, the one thing that took me a long time to understand, and it's not only on the military, it's some of this foreign aid. Foreign aid doesn't go to the countries and help the poor. <laughs> the foreign aid goes to universities yeah. to propaganda. And, and in this case, and you've mentioned it a lot of times the money... The money doesn't even go over there and they go i guess i'll buy an airplane and they get their advice from somebody no they they come over here and have barbecues together they have parties together you know the the people who are lobbying for the money and then all the uh uh, arms dealers get together and then just to select uh, uh politicians who have a lot of clout and are on their side
1: yep and speaking of that's a great transition of politicians with a lot of clout Let's put up this next piece because um, this is from Responsible Straightcraft And uh, Connor Eccles does a lot of good stuff over there, I have to say. Uh, and this is, this is, we've been talking about this and harping on this, but I think it's still worth paying attention. He says, GOP won't bird dog defense budget with these hawks at the helm. Under uh, the subtitle, Speaker McCarthy may have promised to cut defense spending, but his early action suggests he has little interest in rocking the boat. Move to the next one. Uh, he, he quotes Justin Amash, uh, former congressman, uh, libertarian-minded, good person. Amash says, this is about as establishment-y a list of committee chairs as one could put together. <laughs> For all the bluster about a new GOP, the people running the show are from the same mold as the ones who've been running it for more than a decade.
0: Oh boy, that's that's so true. And you you know, Justin you know was torn I think at times how he best could get his message out yeah. and uh, he's tried different things and I, I can't be critical of that because I tried a couple different things too yeah. and uh, I uh, usually approach it with not a lot of uh, super optimism that all I have to do is go out there <laughs> and all of a sudden change something matter of fact I emphasize the other <laughs> you know side of, you know you you put you put the information out I, I don't think I think we were very, very hopeful when we started Ron Paul Institute. And we knew what we wanted to do, but we weren't saying, you know, you just come back in two years and we will have changed the world. <laughs> and we're going to change the Congress because we understand the system. No, it's a little bit slower than that. And uh, yet I think when a person comes around to it, uh, it's, they're so much more solid, you know, in, in what they believe. And the other thing is goes is going for us that we don't, emphasize enough is I think that because I believe we're on the side of truth and I think we're on the side of being more credible and that uh, we can get converts, but you have to match that up with the reality of what the obstacle is. The billions, trillions yeah. of dollars yeah. now. I mean, the, the propaganda machine and the money and the lobby and everything else. But uh, at the moment, I don't see any other alternative other than uh, doing our very best to expose them and, and exposure. And, you know, we, we made progress with... Uh, the uh, COVID thing, yeah. when we would expose, and a lot of other people did the same thing of of the hypocrisy yeah. of it, and uh, there's there's a there's a lot of that going around up in Washington D.C. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's that's what that's what we uh, hear about so often.
1: Yeah, well, our budget is a bucket of water in the ocean, so, <laughs> but we do have a lot of influence because we also work harder, and that's just a fact. But here's a couple of things from the Eccles article, and these are I think the three top players, and this is why. I hate to say this this is cause for a little bit less than optimism let's put it that way and put up this next one the first will be Kay Granger from our own state of Texas she will take over as the powerful chair of the Appropriations Committee Uh, she's climbed the ranks since 97 just after you went back Dr. Paul uh, and she is known as a real hawk and this is what Eccles says Granger is a strong proponent of increased defense spending and has praised the controversial F-35 fighter jet as integral to our national security. As responsible Statecraft noted last year, the establishment stalwart also hails from Tarrant County, which received over 12 billion in defense spending in 2021. So there you have it again, paying back the money. And so the next up on the plate is gonna be Mike Rogers, the the burly <laughs> boxer uh, on the floor trying to beat up Matt Gaetz. Um, Rogers has received an expected promotion to chair of the Armed Services Committee where he had previously served as ranking member. And there, here you, that's where you have the continuity. Rogers had to be pulled away by fellow lawmakers during a spat last week with holdout rep Matt Gates. He is a hawk's hawk and a strong supporter of consistent annual increases in military spending. And the third of the trio is Michael McCall. Again, not a bad person personally, however, Bad for America. Representative Michael McCall of Texas again follow how come there's only one good person from Texas? <laughs> <laughs> follow keep that up there, if you will please. Followed the same path as his other colleagues and took the jump from ranking member to chair. There you go, in this time of the Foreign Affairs Committee. After voting in favor of last year's $858 billion defense appropriations bill, McCall bragged that the House allocated $45 billion more than the Pentagon. Requested, and he says it quotes sending a message that America still supports our troops and will never back down in the face of global threats. It's not supporting our troops. They were kicked out of the military, if not taking the shop. Shot. It's it's supporting the military industrial
0: complex. You know, I keep trying to figure these people out because they're all over the place. And we we just did it here in the program. We say he's a pretty nice guy, and we sort of like him. We're not going to bash him. Yeah. But they're doing horrible things, yeah. and I get thinking, why do they do, and how do they get to this point? Because they're they're not dumb people. You know, they know. But but what are they after? You know, a, 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 a good retirement fund and all this stuff. But I think you know, how does a how does a person like K K Granger, I, the plane. I guess the plane and a lot of stuffs in her district. Yeah. So it's natural. To, so they they have to rationalize. They sort of have to brainwash. What does she really know of the waste? Yeah. And the uselessness of, of the airplane. And uh, and then if she does, is she just brainwash and overlook it? Or uh, is, is she say, oh, yeah, I know it's bad, but, you know, they're my constituents. I have to do what my constituents want. And I'm just, I I don't have a brain. Yeah. I, uh, I have to do what my my constituents said. And uh, that one thing they don't understand is sometimes they say they do this because that's the majority vote of the district. And that's, but probably in a way, indirectly, uh, direct uh, uh, democracy. But uh, if if they do that, they could say that well, I have a contract with my people, yeah, and I I make promises. I take an oath of office, so my dedication is to my promises, not not to saying, well, no, no, your job is to do whatever your consistency, your 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 people in your district t- t- uh, are for you, yeah. and they always have, they don't take a vote but they know what the majority is. So in Fort Worth, yeah. they have to do it. So that, that's where a real practical problem is. But I often think, what's going on in their brain? Yeah, and uh, Because um, like we say, most of them are fairly decent people. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and yet, why, why does it happen that they do many so, so many things that are indecent?
1: Yeah, <laughs> and the thing is, it's not that hard. And we did it when we were in your office on the Hill If Granger wanted to be informed and she wanted to say five people who were very, very prominent, very intellectual, with great credentials, who might argue for something different than the F-35, people like Winslow Wheeler and Chuck Spinney, people that we've known for years, we could easily put a briefing together for. They don't really want to be informed. They don't want to see the other side. They have a lack of intellectual curiosity, I think. And that's what it is. Well, I'm going to skip ahead to the last one. This is a piece by Bill Hartung. We've talked about him before. He's always very good. And he's talking about the budget, too. Um, and this is about blowing a lot of hot air it's not going to change things And this this little quote I'm sure you have some quotes that stuck out to you dr. Paul but this is one that stuck out to me about the military budget for this year he said the the top five contractors alone will split between hundred and fifty and two hundred billion dollars if the current budget holds even as they pay their CEOs twenty million dollars or more per year and engage in billions in stock buybacks to boost their share prices. These expenditures are perfectly designed to enrich arms companies and their shareholders, but they have nothing to do with defending the country. I wish the Hawks, who we just quoted, would just read that paragraph and understand this is a boondoggle for well-connected military contractors. This has nothing to do with defending the troops or defending the country. And that's the bottom line. I wish we did have that magic wand that we can wave <laughs> and have people believe that and understand it.
0: Well, I'm just going to call make make a point that uh, on this issue, you know, there's been some movement, and they had to appease uh, the 20 individuals that were resisting, and they maneuvered to the point where they had to give them something, and some of it is probably worthwhile. Uh, but uh, they they also said that uh, some there were critics of that. They, he gave too much, you know. You mean limit the spending and all this. But guess who came to their rescue on that? American Enterprise Institute. <laughs> <laughs> they came and said, hey, hey w- wait a minute. Who said that uh, the representative there said said that such a proposal, quote, makes only authoritarians despot, this det- take your smile. <laughs> so you become, you become a, a purveyor of war and world war three the whole work it'll be it'll be costly and this sort of thing Uh, so uh that's that's it they they the conservatives the hawks claim they can get their credentials by uh Cutting, cutting food stamps to the poor, which is an exaggeration of the whole problem, yeah. but because the real problem is the food stamps to the rich.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. where,
0: that's where it is, and of course, the benefit of the monetary system is for the rich. and. Uh, So, but uh, it's locked in and it's been there for a long time. I imagine it really got started, you know, say during a depression period of time and it's just grown steadily. And that's how how the elections are run. And that's why, uh, you know, uh, philosophically, I think most people know that Anybody who has thought about this know that there's not much change when you change uh, a party, a leadership, in a party. There'll be some good things if you put out, Ron you're crazy. We did this, this, than this. Yeah. We we had more airplanes than anybody else. We read the Constitution <laughs> on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> so that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's you know, that's really the last argument they have. Oh, you're a friend of dictators, and that's because there's no other argument they can make. That's the very last thing they tried it with you for years and years and years. They tried to hurt you with that, when in reality. Uh, they are not friends of America. I'm just going to close by thanking our viewers again. Please don't forget to hit like. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Pass it around. We'd like to have more viewers. We'd like to have more influence. You can help us a lot without costing you a penny. And thank you again for watching. i turn it back to you, Dr. Paul. Yes, very good.
0: I want to close with mentioning again about uh, how there's so much distortion about spending on the military because some who want to continue the spending, they say, we can save exactly the same amount if you just pass this law that we're gonna stop waste, abuse, and fraud. <laughs> and, and that's a fake, it's a fake. Yeah, it sounds good, and if a bill came up that said we're going to stop it, and there's a proposal there, I vote for it. But I know it absolutely never works. It's just as an excuse for them to say that uh, we're doing something, and we don't have to cut spending. We just have to. They're they're right. There is a lot of waste, uh, abuse, and fraud. But the the odds of them getting uh, enough people to really monitor it, Pentagon's not going to be reviewed. They're not. To, they're, they're not going to be audited any more than. They'll allow the audit of the Federal Reserve. I mean, that's deep state stuff. And that's what they thrive on. But anyway, uh, I'm very pleased with how things are going with our Liberty Report. I want to... Absolutely express my appreciation for our viewers tuning in on a regular basis. And I want to tell you that uh, we, we really uh, believe there's reasons to be optimism because we don't have time to be pessimistic and we don't have to be. Besides, it's very boring. You know, it doesn't give you any cheer. And besides, this isn't the first time the country or the world ever faced problem. And the question about uh, right and wrong and lies and, and telling the truth, uh, those are historic. But uh, there are good people out there. Matter of fact, I work on the assumption that most people are very good. It's just that we've lost control of the uh, programming, the uh, propaganda, the media, the uh, you know, the Soros of the world. Very, very shrewd shrewd control the media and control the justice system and we will control you that has to be exposed then i think we might be able to curtail some of the authoritarianism that is creeping and growing it is and is like an incestuous uh, activity because it's running our country and we know better we've been given a guideline it's not complicated and that's what we're going to continue to emphasize here at the liberty report Why? Thank everybody for tuning in today. Uh, Please come back soon.